Broadcasting from deep in the heart of North America, five influential podcasters from coast to coast come together to discuss a variety of topics from around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Power Hour! Welcome back to the Coast to Coast Power Hour. This is Michael Glenn Moore. I'm the moderator for this episode. Uh, today we have, right now, uh, Kim and Quincy, and we later hope that uh, uh, Christopher and Joanne join us. Uh, they're running a little bit late, but uh, right now let's uh, go to Quincy. And Quincy, can you tell us a little about your podcast, what it's about, what it's called, and just whatever you want to share with us? Absolutely. First of all, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, the name of my show is the Talk to Q radio show. Um, it's an adult for a, it's a show for adults to get together and rant about whatever the trending topic may be. We talk current events, politics, relationships, and more. And the show is a place where you can let your opinions be known. Unlike most shows where you just listen to the host, I allow you to do the do the talking, and the callers have the opportunities to express their opinions or rant on a subject which is why I named the show Talk to Q instead of Listen to Q. So I do a live call-in show uh, once, well, bi-weekly, and I also do interviews in between just to pass the time. Something I've been doing since 2011, you can go to talktoq.com to find the show and sign up for my email newsletter while you're there. Kim, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your podcast. Okay, well, my name is Kim, and I have one non-blonde, and um, it's a show about conversation, um, finding truth. I, I think it's important and just getting to know people on a low, a bigger level than, than the surface. And uh, so I try to engage with my um, guests in a way that allows them to open up, be a little bit more loose, you know? So it's so far I've, I've uh, interviewed some celebrities. I've interviewed a podcaster, hmm, one named Q, the Q view. Remember, I'm coming. You come back on and do my Q view. <laughs> Quincy, I've already talked to Quincy. So, um, so we're. It's just an opportunity for people to like just have the art of conversation because it is gone. It is completely gone. So, Quincy and I have kind of the same kind of uh, mentality where we're just letting the people kind of give their views on things. But of course, he's got the Q view, which I I'm, I'd like to, to coin for you. Um, we're going to make some shirts on that. How's that sound, Quincy? Sounds good. Sounds fair. <laughs> That's fair enough. And I want to make some one non-blonde stuff, so it'll be all great. So I'm fairly new as a podcaster, So, and I've been very, very lucky and blessed to have people like Michael and, and Quincy and other people teach me and help me. So it's been a great Okay, my uh, my podcast is called. Well, I have several actually, uh, but the first one is "In a City Like Yours," which is a true storytelling podcast where I ask my guests to come on and relate a story that's 
has something to do with uh, a, a big change in their life, something that happened to them in their life that changed their life significantly, uh, good for, for the good or for bad. And uh, we also talk about their art uh, career, if they're like an actor or a writer or a painter, uh, what have you, we discuss that in detail. Uh, the second one I have is called Scott H. Silverman's Happy Hour. I'm the co-host. Uh, Scott does most of the talking. He is a life coach uh, for uh, addiction and recovery awareness. So we, we talk about everything addiction and recovery on that podcast. Uh, so let's go ahead and start our chat. I think Ken, Kim had something that she wanted to, to bring up for us to talk about uh, at first. All right. Well, so I was thinking that, you know, this NFL draft, I, I kind of clued in a little bit watching it because, you know, there's nothing else sports wise going on. And uh, so I was just wondering what you thought about it, how, you know, with being, watching people, you know, kind of get drafted in their pajamas. Some people were all dressed up. So I just thought it was a very interesting way that this draft is uh, kind of, uh, we're kind of evolving on this. So I was just wondering if you had get a chance to check out any of the draft or not. Well, Kim, I am, I'm a huge NFL fan. I saw the draft and I enjoyed it this year. I think the virtual draft helps. It helps me as a fan because now I can see into the homes of these players a lot more so than what we normally do, as well as seeing into the homes of the owners and the coaches. Mm -hmm. And um, the coach, uh, Cliff uh, Kingsbury, I think that's his name, with Arizona, his house is beautiful. Oh, my goodness. The man had a fire pit going in 97 degrees in Arizona. But, yeah. I mean, as nice as the house was, I understood. And then Jerry Jones has a $250 million yacht, and he's conducting the draft from his yacht. I mean, it was amazing to see all of that. And then as far as the players themselves, you know, being with their family and uh, with their girlfriends and things of that nature, that was a nice little touch because normally they're all crammed into this one building and they come up on stage and shake the commissioner's hands after they get drafted. But to see them actually receive the call um, at home and re interact with their families was, was, was pretty cool to me. I kind of liked the more intimate look into the draft. I did too, because I felt like, you know, you get a chance to see, like you said, especially some of the younger or the ones that aren't like the top draft picks, you know, therefore, yes. you know, they're usually, you forget, you know, it's like almost like, oh, we did the top round. Okay. Uh, we may come back for a couple extras. They made sure that everybody kind of had an opportunity, which was really nice too. So that was, that was, I like that about the, the draft this year. And, and I think it also, like you said, I, I think looking into people's homes, sometimes you look at them, you're going, wow, I would have never expected that. And these people's home, you know, like the way they decorated the way their, their living area is. So yes. it's kind of nice to kind of see the whole thing. And, and also it's to appreciate where these kids are coming from and where they're eventually going to go, which is yeah. nice too. And of course, there you know you had your share of drama. Um, a young man by the name of C.D. Lamb, who was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, uh, when he got drafted and the camera was on him, he had two cell phones um, in his lap, and his girlfriend proceeded to pick one of them up, and he snatched it from her. And uh, <laughs> so there was, there was a running joke about that on Twitter for a while. Yeah. About the girlfriend trying to check out the cell phone and him being a little bit defensive, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> It was really nice. And then seeing some of the coaches that had, you know, modest homes. I mean, some of them just had your regular 
nice looking house and others had mansions so it was, it was pretty cool yeah i know and then the the, the one oh gosh what, i forget which team took him Quin, uh prince was his name he was from um nairobi or, uh, and he came over Niger- yeah nigeria nigeria that yeah. no, was it nigeria i was like i was like crying i was like oh my gosh but that was really something really that you know to help people see the human interest story and i think that's important because i think sometimes we forget that you know these these athletes they they work hard to get to where they're at because you know my daughter was a college athlete uh, for track and field and when she was in high school she did really well and even when she was in high school a lot of the coaches would say to us as parents don't bank on your kids becoming you know college or professional because it's a very small percentage and then when we started to um when people started to come to our daughter and you know try to recruit her and talk to her about you know possibly running with their you know their schools it was very interesting to find out that like there's such a small percentage of high school students that make it to college and then even a smaller like it's like one or two percent that make it from college to to the professional realm and in football with when you have teams of like 100 200 kids on a squad sometimes for them to be able to be there that's just unbelievable and i and i and i love that and i like the fact that they're doing a little bit more human like you said instead of just walking across the stage you know grabbing a jersey and shaking a hand right right so it was very enjoyable and i'm sure you were happy with your tampa bay buccaneers and uh Reboot Patriot Squad they have going on. Patriot Squad. I know it was like when <laughs> Okay, I have to tell you some funny things. Okay, so I'm from Tampa Bay area. And so as we know, the Bucks have been known as the Sucks, the Suckineers, you know, we've gone through it all. Um and so we <laughs> we you know, we we bought this was like what was it when they won the Super Bowl, which was when two thousand and oh my goodness, was it eight or nine? Two thousand that was earlier than that. Maybe yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Gosh, I'm, I'm getting yeah, old. Almost well, 20 years. Yeah, I say it's been a while. They bought that team. I mean, it was, they did Brad Johnson, Keyshawn Johnson. You know, they just kind of like just grabbed a bunch mm-hmm. of, you know, big names that were like towards the end of their careers. Um, and so it was, and then it was, uh, oh gosh, what was the, uh, isn't that horrible? I, sh- I should know this by now, but I don't remember his name. He was with the Dallas Cowboys. I'll think of it in a second. Um, so anyways, they had this team and of course they won the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. you know, then they sold them off because they really didn't want to keep them to sustain that. And so since then we've pretty much been back to sucking ears again. And, um, and I've been a diehard, I mean, I, I've been a diehard fan because I, I was pretty much raised here. I mean, I came from Ohio, but for the most part, this is my, this is my hometown. I was five years old when I came here. I remember the inception of the creamsicle, you know, Bruce Buccaneer, you know, guy and, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So now when the r- first rumor came out that, you know, Tom Brady was coming here, uh, it was like, oh, goodness gracious. Because, you know, I, as a Buccaneer fan, I've never been a Tom Brady fan. I mean, and most Buccaneer fans aren't. And now right. we're like, oh, right. we got Tom Brady. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so the joke is that he wants it. Of course, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but the rumor is, when we go to a game, you 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 go Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, right? Tampa Bay. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so everybody's going, <laughs> going around screaming Tampa Bay, and then when they they said Gronk was coming, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what the heck? It's like he's 
he was just the white tiger on the mass singer now he's going to come back out of retirement you know and and play which he's probably just like all beat up so we're spending millions of dollars on two over the hill not that they're not great athletes don't get me wrong but they're kind of, they're not they're not something that's gonna be a franchise you know it's gonna be a quick like in the pan we win a we win a super bowl we're back out again we're gonna get rid of everybody and that's just not i don't think that's fair to the fans what do you think i don't know one super bowl is is great i mean when you think about how it turned things around for you all and your reputation how it turned things around for the Saints and their reputation. Sometimes one is all you need. So um, I guess I'd rather get that one than to not have any at all. Yeah, I guess it's true. But, you know, we, we the Super Bowl is going to be in Tampa this year. You know that, right? Uh, that's a coincidence. Yeah, that's what I said. There, it's <laughs> like, it's Tampa. Okay, so it's fit, Super Bowl 55 being hosted in Tampa Bay. It's going to be in the, it's going to be at the Ray J stadium. So it's almost like they want to, in fact, that's the rumor like, Oh, we're going to be the first team to ever host the Super Bowl and be in the Super Bowl. That's how much they're banking on Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is our, this is what people are talking about in Tampa. If it wasn't for the coronavirus, this would be like completely, completely crazy. I mean, considering that we don't have as many, opportunities to go out as it is but i'm telling you right now it would be tom country everywhere now gronk mm. oh my gosh so it's like it's become we're going to be super bowl champs i mean we're already singing the song we are the champions we're already ready we're at 55 we're gonna have it all i mean that is how much we are banking on on these players look i'm from philadelphia by the way hi i joined the call <laughs> Uh, How you doing? <laughs> Hello, uh, I'm from Philadelphia, and I could I could say this with utmost certainty: Tampa Bay will not be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Tom Brady is a joke. Now Gronk Gronk's the real deal, but Tom Brady is a joke. And if you ever want proof of that, the backup quarterback who became a dynasty franchise quarterback got his ass punked by a backup quarterback. Mm. No, I I agree with you. I I'm not a Tom Brady fan. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm like. I'm wishing they would have spent more money on somebody else, you know, <laughs> but somebody younger with an actual yes. future. That's exactly somebody on this way out. Yeah. Um, that's what I was saying. It's like, Oh my gosh, we're just wasting. I don't know. I think the owner saw dollar signs. Oh yeah. Always. Always. But yeah, I think they're just trying to bank on the fact that, you know, so if, you know, maybe we can all have this, well, hopefully this coronavirus will be done by then, but we all should come down to Tampa. Even if we're not gonna be able to get uh, Super Bowl tickets, we can have a Super Bowl party at my house. <laughs> <laughs> and watch Tampa Bay. <laughs> as long as we're sitting six feet apart from each other and masks on. Yeah, and... it would be great. Exactly. <laughs> Pass the cheese whiz, you know. <laughs> We'd have to hello. Bring... <laughs> hello. Gotta... hello. 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 I finally made it. I'm so sorry, guys. Did I hope you weren't waiting for me. They were probably waiting for me because I was under the impression we were doing this later and was getting ready to record a different show. Oh. <laughs> and I just oh, pushed back guess. the other show for this because I'm like, I uh, bailed on them the first one. I can't bail on them this one. <laughs> I know. I just fin I just finished mine and I was I knew I was like 10 minutes late and I was trying to get in and I had my phone repaired yesterday and they had it for four hours. So I think they wiped everything out. I literally had to go in. <clears throat> the app was there, but I had to create like a whole new whole new uh id everything it was crazy but anyway sorry guys i'm, I'm sorry how how is everybody we're fine we're just we're just talking about the news that tom brady's uh joined a, a losing team <laughs> uh, 
I'm not a football no. fan. I got to pass on that one. <laughs> Look, there was there Joey, was many join me there. <laughs> there was many many years ago. There was many many years ago. I was living in Colorado, and the Super Bowl uh, was looking like uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I forget who they were facing. They they lost to who who they were facing, but. I was actually rooting for Tampa back then, you know, because I wanted to see a team that didn't do it, you know. What that I mean? was the St. Louis. That was the St. Louis um, team. Right, the Rams. The Rams. And and so like uh, I was I was of course I was rooting for uh, Tampa Bay, but understand I never I I liked the Patriots until Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I liked Tampa Bay till they got Tom Brady. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. What's wrong with Tom Brady? I like Tom Brady less than I like the Dallas fucking Cowboys. Oh my goodness! Ugh. And again, being a Philadelphia Eagles fan, that should carry weight. Mm. Now that now you're stepping on my toes. <laughs> not, I, I'm, I'm not a football fan, but Tom Brady's not my favorite either. He's just too celebrity for me. He's just too too poo 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 whatever you know. Yeah. You be a football player. Relax. You know. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know it's so funny because okay, so in in I, I guess I don't know because I'm not. I mean I've been to the Boston area and New England area, but I guess there's a little more privacy. But you know in Tampa area we have this thing called you know the intercoastal and his he's running a house on the intercoastal so people will boat right by his. Place he's running and he doesn't like the fact that people could actually see where he's at and it's like well you know what you pick the house at the intercoastal we can't stop people from going boating in the intercoastal you know that's how it is it, isn't that isn't that uh Derek Jeter's house uh-huh. I think he's running yep. from he's, yeah 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 running Derek yeah. Jeter's house yep right. and, and then I guess he made a mistake and went in the wrong house the other day <laughs> yeah I heard that yeah and and like my, my husband my husband worked a lot down there in Davis Island and he's like how do you miss up Derek Jeter's house is the biggest house on the island. How do you find yourself in a different home? <laughs> That's funny. He's lucky he didn't get shot. I know. It really is. Oh my gosh, I know. Well, like like I said, you know, as far as Tom Brady's concerned, like when he first started out his career, like I'll, I'll go through the details here uh, why I don't like Tom Brady because I up until the Eagles Super Bowl I didn't care about Tom Brady. Even in 2004 when we lost to the Patriots, I didn't care about Tom Brady. I didn't hate him. I just didn't care about it. Mm-hmm. My not my my indifference turned to hatred at Super Bowl uh, 52. And even though we won, my hatred for him was there. And the reason mm-hmm. of being is because remembering Tom Brady's history, he was a bench warmer for Drew Bledsoe mm-hmm. until – Bledsoe went down hurt and he was given his shot and he got he he took it he ran with it you know he went he went from somebody somebody that nobody was going to put on the field unless the main quarterback got hurt and pulled in what six Super Bowls for a team that was a nothing team yep give him give him his full credit for becoming a star now fast forward to Super Bowl 52 we have the most dominating Eagles team we've ever had ever and our star quarterback goes down and we're banking on a guy who although i always said was the better quarterback to begin with 
you know, is a backup quarterback. And he comes in and he goes play for play with Tom Brady. It's a back and forth close game. It comes down to the last second that a dropped uh, ball by Gronk. Mm-hmm that the Eagles finally get their first ever Super Bowl. The backup quarterback got to be the star and bring the team their first Super Bowl. That sounds awfully freaking familiar, doesn't it? Pretty much. And, you know, everybody runs out onto the field and shakes each other's hands and congratulates them on a wonderful game, except Tom Brady. He turns around and completely snubs Nick Foles. I remember that. I remember that. That's where my hatred for Tom Brady is. Is that the most recent? Super Bowl? Uh, that was Super Bowl 52. That was a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty rude. That's yeah. my hatred for Tom Brady. You couldn't look in the mirror and see what you did in your career in that guy. Right. Wow. You know what wow. I mean? It, like, yeah. even if he was, even if Nick Foles was a Dallas Cowboy and the Cowboys had beaten the Patriots, if, if Tom Brady had done that, I would have been like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's just, he's just so full of himself. That's why. He's probably upset that this guy's getting the accolades and, you know, he was a bench warmer. But you know what? <laughs> it, it's life imitating art. This guy was getting the chance that you had. So, you know, he, get out of here. This is, how much a, this is how much of a piece of crap he is. To this day, he, in interviews, he'll still say that the Eagles win was a fluke. Wow. That's so rude. He says that. Not fans. <laughs> not like New England Patriots right. fans. or what. He uh-huh. says that. Yeah. How 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 petty can you be? You lost a game. Deal with it. Didn't you win right. the Super Bowl the following year? Shut yeah. up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Wow. Wow. You had to prove it, you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Christopher totally and Joanne, uh, we've already gone over each other's uh, podcast. Why don't we take a minute here for uh, you you guys to let us know about your podcast and what they're about and where they can be found. Uh, Christopher, if you oh, go well. first, that would be great. <laughs> Uh, well, which one? Up. All of them. All of them. Because <laughs> no, uh, I run a company called Realm of the Mist Entertainment, uh, where we have about 13 different podcasts, ranging from things from interviews like Breaking the Fourth Wall to and interview shows like our uh, One Non Blonde, who just Yay. released her second episode, uh, to other homebrew shows like Press A Gaming Podcast, dealing with video games. Uh, we just released a new show today called Journey to the East, dealing with uh, Japanese culture uh, and its oh, influence on that. America, yeah, on, um, on Western, Western pop culture. Um, we have uh, Tinfoil Hat Society, and it had to be said with Venus has returned. Uh, conspiracy theory and just a chance to bitch about anything, really. And, of course, we have the Creme de la Creme uh, After Hours, which is our show about nothing. It's our Seinfeld show. We sit for an hour and make each other laugh. And then on top of it, we uh, syndicate a whole bunch of other shows, a whole bunch of people. In fact, most of the people I'm talking to, I've probably got on my channel somewhere. <laughs> I hope I'm still on your channel. <laughs> I think I'm still battling trying to get your your episodes off to be able to syndicate them. To be fair, I, I, I've been having I've been having an issue with the links you gave me, uh, to, or the uh, page you gave me to try to get the links from. Oh, um, Mike, what what is Michael? Uh, what what does he mean the um, URL or the RSS that we were having problems? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been I've been so busy I haven't had a chance to send to you to say is there any chance I could just get the MP3s? 
<laughs> that I don't have. I mean, they're they're there already recorded uh, on the site on uh, either my site or Blog Talk Radio. I don't know how to transfer them over to anybody. Do now, does your co-host here? have those? What D does your co-host have those? I mean, they have to what, exist somewhere. MP3s? No, they're, yeah. they're saved. They are saved. They're saved on the site and they're saved at Blog Talk Radio. You could download them from there. Yeah, that's where they. That I thought using the. Uh, URL. I'll keep, I'll keep trying. I'll find, I'll find a way. I have my ways. I okay. have my ways. I'll figure it out. So I'm a little behind on it, but I'm still working on it. Oh no problem. Thank you. I appreciate. No it. problem. No, because I, I, I let, I let people know that we're on there. So. Oh good. I appreciate. It. But you're, you're not yeah. there yet. Cause I'm still trying to get the audios off. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. No problem. It. Thank well, you. Well, Joanne, let us know about your show. Uh, I just finished actually uh, a plus radio show. It's entertainment based. Uh, we have a lot of celebrities from yesterday and today, mostly yesterday, uh, letting them uh, basically brag about their wonderful careers and uh, promote anything they need to promote uh, books, uh, movies that are coming out. We have actors, musicians. We, we play new songs for them and their old stuff on occasion. Uh, we just had tonight, uh, Scott, um, oh, geez, I can never remember Scott's last name. <laughs> you guys know him. You, you guys know him. Scott Silverman. Silverman? Yeah, and Larry Hankin. We just had those guys on, so that's up for release right now. It's probably available for folks now. But, yeah, that's it. We pretty much uh, just having a great time talking to people and hanging out. We hang out for an hour, and we have a good time. That's awesome. Oh, and by the way, we syndicate Scott Silverman, too. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, he was great tonight. He really was. Uh, it's nice to know that there's somebody out there that's willing to do what he does for free, you know, yes. and that's, you don't get that often, you know. And giving his Especially phone number now. Out. Yeah, he gives his phone yeah, number. Yeah, and giving yeah. his phone number out. Well, it's all over the bathroom walls anyway, so it's okay. For a good time call. He gets disappointed. <laughs> exactly. People. He gets disappointed. People don't call him. He really... You know, he, he expects it. He's looking for people who need help and he's offering his help. Right. And, and if he doesn't get any calls, he's like, oh, you know, what am I doing wrong? Well, I, but, no, he, for, he said he gets excited when he gets calls. Yeah. For, for people <laughs> that may not know what what exactly does uh, Scott Silverman offer? Like what what well, is he, the help he's offering? He calls himself a crisis coach. He has yeah. uh, he's been in recovery for over 30 years and he has a. Um, Oh, I can't think of the name of his company that he runs, but it's uh, it's addiction recovery. This is what he's, it's what he's yeah. into, um, and he gives out his phone number for anybody who, uh, either somebody who is addicted and, and, and trying to find a way out, mm -hmm. or or to their families, uh, if they're looking for ways to help their loved one, he gives his phone number out and says, you know, call me, I'll give you first ten minutes free, um, and after that, you know, I guess his, he he charges a consulting fee, but. Uh, but even 10 minutes is a, is a pretty long time when you're talking to somebody on the phone. So, yeah. 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 So he is, he is a crisis counselor. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you need help, you know, and you know, in 10 minutes could help a lot for somebody who really needs a lot of help. So yeah, crisis counselor and uh crisis coach, family navigator, and the, you know, giving out the, the free information I said to him tonight, <laughs> I, I asked him, I, I don't mean to laugh, but, you know, obviously things are crazy and there's been a lot of suicide calls now. The drinking has gone up. 
uh, domestic violence has gone up, you know, so I said, how do you deal with these calls and, and which ones, you know, do you find an increase in what's going on? He said, yeah. And, uh, obviously, and I said, well, how do you tell these people what to do? He goes, just talk, you know, and, and it's true. Just talk to somebody because when everybody does go back to that real world again, what are you going to do? You can't, you're going to have to switch everything off. Like the binge drinkers who were binge drinking once in a while, they're binging every day now. So there's going to be a major problem when we go back to work. You well, know? I was going to say, to be fair, a lot of binge drinkers, and I'm not saying that, you know, this doesn't happen. It probably does. But most of the binge drinkers that are, that are binge drinking heavily right now were binge drinkers before this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. They're binge drinkers, but now they're binging more because they have nothing to do. They're binging every day now where binge drinkers only once in a while. And when they do, they go off the edge. And now they're going off the edge every day. You know, true. So, you know, true. yeah. But I don't drink anymore. Anyway, no, I don't drink either. But I don't uh, drink any you know. less. I just don't drink. Anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, and <laughs> you don't drink any less. Right? It's sustaining. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh well. <laughs> What's our topic tonight? Did you guys talk about it? I missed the boat. I'm sorry. Well, we, we talked was... about one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Kim brought up uh, the draft and how it was handled this time, being, uh, you know, where there there weren't a bunch of people in the in the same room together, but how they had to do it. And I think Quincy has a topic for us that we're going to go to next if we're done with the draft and talking we're about sports. Wait, what draft? Oh, oh, the football, the football. draft. Football. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, the what beer? Draft? They, the beer. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they put a draft in, they put a draft into effect and I didn't know about it. Draft, like, the craft brews, drafts, you know. Oh, oh my God. I was like, what draft? <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> What's the other topic, Quincy? I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. Um, I'm just going to discuss Hollywood reboots. It seems like oh. Hollywood uh, has gotten, well, I guess it depends on how you want to look at it. Some people look at them as being lazy and Instead of creating something new, they just take something old and throw a lot of money at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're redoing some old shows, TV shows from the 80s, like ALF or Designing Women. And- no, they're not doing ALF, oh, are they? Alf? Yes. Oh. Be- Bewitched oh. from the 60s and 70s. And, you know, of course, we know about the movies like West Side Story, Fantasy Island, Dune. Uh, you know, they're just doing things left and right. And. I was just curious, did anyone think that uh, they can see a good reason behind it? Or do you think that people are just being lazy? It seems like that comes around cyclically. It's like uh, they'll, they'll do a bunch of reboots and then they'll get a lot of original films and stuff. Then they'll go back five or six years later and do a bunch of reboots again. It's just like they, they have a dull period and they the easiest thing to do is to remake a movie that's already been done because you got... You know, you need a new script, of course, because you don't want it to be the exact same film. But uh, it's, it's you know, the feel is there. There's an audience for it. And uh, it's just, you know, it, it's the easy way out, basically. Yeah, I yeah, think... I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, 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 just, I think one of the reasons why they do the reboots also is you've got to think about, like, for me, my kids are, you know, adults, you know, young adults. So they, they grew up like, oh, you have to watch this movie. It was really cool. And they're, it's, you know, like, Oh, these are old people in the movie. You know, they don't relate as much, but they take the, but they watch it. So it's something familiar to them. So now they're just going to like make it cooler by adding, you know, these new stars, you know, the, to make it like, that's what I was going to say too. I was going to say, I think they do them now. I'm of course to be lazy as well, but to bring them more to date for Mm -hmm. today's, for today's scene Mm -hmm. for the audience. Yeah. 
but they uh, don't I, work out. They don't work out I mean, because I get for people like us who have seen the original, we don't want to see a reboot. Yeah. I, I get that to a certain extent, but then you think about, <laughs> what about the movies that have a ton of sequels? I mean, everything has seven, eight, nine sequels now. And um, then you have the spinoffs, like there's Chicago, you know, Hope, there's Chicago PD. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, it's going to be Chicago <laughs> Sanitation <laughs> Department, Chicago <laughs> Media. Parking attendants. I mean, it, it just gets out of hand, in my opinion. Well, wait, didn't didn't parking wars already do the Chicago to parking attendants? Um, <laughs> no, what what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Like the one of the things that that pops into my head, and this is one of the positive spins to spinoffs, or or not spinoffs, but reboots or, or reimaginings. <laughs> uh, you had mentioned Dune, and I'm actually excited for Dune because the 1984 movie was a, an absolute cluster. Um, the sci-fi movie was really well done, but had a real crap budget. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to a blockbuster that's closer to the book, like like the sci-fi channel movie was, just it didn't have the budget. You know what I mean? So I am down for that. But as far as other reboots, it, it really is Hollywood just out of ideas and rehashing. Now, yeah, I do agree. I do agree that you got uh, to what some of you guys said. It's updated for for a new generation, new or whatever stars they understand and they realize. But I mean, there are certain films like I cringed at how uh, at Alf, for example. There are certain films you just do not touch. They are perfection in their own. Right. The Star Wars saga, obviously, I would say right off the bat. But I mean, I would say like never touch Jaws. Mm-hmm. You know, I do not want to see a CGI shark. Right. I like the broken Bruce who worked well enough to scare a five-year-old into taking showers because he was afraid the shark was going to get him in the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Leave leave Jaws alone. There are certain movies you just do not read. Like I would I would be abhorred to live in a world that they rebooted like Gone with the Wind. Oh gosh, yeah. right? You know what I mean? They just wouldn't work. I mean, they could do it. Would they work? No, it won't. Like people like us who enjoy the original, you're not going to watch a reboot because you're gonna you're gonna be disappointed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, there, there is rare occasions that the reboot, you know, and of course, art, like anything else, is subjective, but there, there are times that the reboot was actually better than the original. That's like, true. Sometimes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there, there is a rare occurrence to it. Uh, one, right. thing, one thing that I would say, and I, I know I'll get blasted for this, because we all have a special place in our heart for Arnold Schwarzenegger's version, but uh, Total Recall. Mm-hmm. I actually think the reboot was better than story-wise than the original right right mm-hmm. yeah i think total recall is pretty good to the newest one I um see it. so what about when they take a show's title but they don't necessarily stay true to the characters like um i don't know if you all have seen the reboot of magnum pi but magnum pi is now a woman instead of a man and they changed a whole bunch of stuff up i mean oh, shouldn't, they, shouldn't they just have created a new show with its own name <laughs> Yeah. See, that, 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 does that this is woman something... have a mustache? I'm just curious. <laughs> she's, she's Russian. Uh, <laughs> no, that you're you're hitting you're hitting a hot button topic that that I've discussed on numerous of our shows talking about this type of uh, subject is that I have no issue uh, when they want to reimagine or reboot or or whatever uh, franchise or or player in some way, shape, or form. What I hate is when you take the source original and you completely change it. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes, sometimes you get lucky with it. Uh, you know, Marvel, perfect example. Marvel making uh, 
Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, when in the comics, he right. was definitely not a Samuel L. Jackson. No. But to make it that that was a good change because you chick you chose the right actor. Mm-hmm. But to make a change for the sake of making a change, or to placate some denomination of people who say, "Oh, there's not enough this or not enough that," in in some format, I like I've argued the point uh, comic book wise when uh, they first came out with Ironheart. For people that don't know, Ironheart is a 15 year old black girl who is the protege of Tony Stark and. Be, winds up becoming the new Iron Man uh, for him and obviously becomes a female version called Iron Heart. But when they first came out with her, they didn't explain that. It was treated as she was Iron Man rebooted. Mm. And people flipped. And I was one of them. I said, you know, if you want to have a superhero character for a 15-year-old black girl, that's great. Create one. Stop changing what's already established. Mm. You know, nobody nobody wants to see like a white Black Panther. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay. I think um, maybe this is more for Hollywood. A white Black Panther. Happy <laughs> <laughs> Gronk as the White Tiger and Mass Singer. See? <laughs> but uh, the, the the point being is that you know. I, in, in these types of situations, I've always said that like I agree that there needs to be more female action-oriented superstars. Maybe there should be more uh, people of color. Maybe there should be more transgender people that could be role models for people to look up to in movies and in film and stuff of that nature. But instead of changing established properties that have already been created, they've already right. got their following and everything else, create new characters. Exactly. I right. agree. Right. Yeah. I agree. Right, right. But you right. may as well get ready for um, like the next reboot of Charlie Charlie's Angels with Bruce Willis, Tommy Lee Jones, and, <laughs> and Christopher Walken. Oh, that would be hilarious. I would go see that. <laughs> only, only if Charlie is somebody like, uh, what, what's the girl from uh, Pitch Perfect? Oh, oh, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, Anna Kendrick. Have Anna Kendrick in the in the role of the the male lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's so adorable, isn't she? Has she anybody is, seen um, the the new Lost in Space reboot? No. Yeah. I think yeah. that's one where they they really did a good job. It's not so much based on the old Lost in Space, but except for the characters are named the same thing. Like Doctor Smith is a woman in this version, but. And the robot oh, looks wow. totally different, but uh, it's it's pretty interesting. The the storylines are totally, you know, totally different. Uh, so I've I've really enjoyed that. I think that's on Netflix. Um, yeah, it know. is. And I, I think as a as a young when I was a young girl, I always wished that you know because growing up you it was always the girl was always like kind of there, you know. And I always wish there was a, somebody you can relate to. And I think that's nice, though, that they are doing a little bit more where young the women in the shows are having a little bit more brains and just looking there, looking cuter, the one getting kind of in trouble, and then somebody else has to go rescue them. So I'm wait. excited about that. Well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to make that argument because I know we're in here we're all about the same age, and I've got two female names for you that you, I, I dare you to defy me on. Okay. That's Ellen Ripley and Princess Leia. Oh no, I love them. That's what I'm saying. They were the only they were the few. I mean I say they were the few. I mean unless we can even put in there, you know, uh Diana Carter, you know, Wonder Woman. I mean she was True. you know, True. she was amazing. But like we were talking about Lost in Space. I mean 
you know, Penny and Judy were just kind of like, Judy, I think, was just there just because she could purse her lips. And you know, <laughs> Penny was just kind of annoying sometimes. And I always felt like, well, can't they have a storyline? You know, wouldn't that be nice, you know, type of thing. Um, but yeah, so no, I, I think that it's it, the new Lost in Space is what I meant by that as far as because the, the oh, girls yeah. are a little more, they, they get the brains going on. But I don't want, I don't want it to become, and this is something, I don't know, as, as a woman, I'm kind of noticing, and I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, and Joanne, I'm sure you'll, you'll see this too. Sometimes I'm seeing that the women look smarter than the men now. I don't want that either. I don't want it to sound like, you know what I'm saying? I think it's like reverse sexism. I just think it's uh, like, can't we all just be equal, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've picked that up in a lot of films. Like, I'm a big fan of, of comic book stuff, obviously. Uh, TV, films, and stuff of that nature. And, uh, like, it seems like when they're, when they're creating characters now that are supposed to be strong female leads... Or another perfect example, we, we, we all love the Ghostbuster franchise. Mm -hmm. Yes. So when they came out with the 2016 female, all-female Ghostbusters, I wanted to like it because I love the Ghostbusters. First off, they chose the worst cast on the planet. Like mm -hmm. every person mm -hmm. was just horrible. <laughs> with, with the exception of Chris Helmsworth, he, he played a perfect idiot. He, he was about the saving grace of that whole entire film. But... It, it is exactly what you're talking about. The girls, although trying to be slapstick comedy, are supposed to be the brains, and every guy in that film was a moron. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why I didn't like it. One of the main reasons, I mean, I guess I think it was cast wrong, but I think the other reason was it was just, I can't I can't sit and watch a movie when now women are like, I'm going to stick my high heel in you because you're a dumbass. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, I could, you know, I could be, you know, sexy and hot and I can, you know, I'm, my IQ is way higher than yours and I'm just going to kick your ass with my stilettos. I don't like that. You know, it's just, it's got to be, there's, there's, so you didn't like Kill Bill? <laughs> yeah, I love Kill Bill, but I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> but the point is, is it? But she was a badass. But she wasn't. It wasn't like she, you know, she her mentor was, you know. So it, it, she she still looked up to the men in her life, and you know, this Bill was a, a jerk about things. But I mean, she was a badass bitch. What can yeah, we say? I I haven't seen any of the movies you guys are talking about, so I can't really comment on them i'm sorry I, well, honestly, I, I don't i also don't take my movies really seriously because I, I can't when i watch a movie i i, I don't enjoy watching movies because i can always figure out what's going to happen what's the next line so i haven't watched a movie in ages because of that fact unfortunately well, I mean, I mean, like the, the best way I can describe it is 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 what Kim said is absolutely <laughs> right. It does seem like back in the day, there was there was very much a a, a, a patriarchy, if you will, of, of yeah. male action superheroes or, or superstars, and right. the females were supporting at best, and they were the meek damsel in distress at worst. Mm. Now we have a reverse role in a lot of uh, entertainment uh, today. But the problem is, is instead of making women equal, which is what they're claiming they want, they're making them superior and making the guys idiot, idiots. And it's ruined. And like, I hate to use this as an example, but we need an even balance, like stop or my mom will shoot, where Sylvester Stallone was your action star, but he was, Estelle Getty was right there with him. She oh, wasn't yeah. better or worse. Yeah. She was his right. equal. 
You know, I, I saw mean? that one. I saw yeah, that one. That was a good one. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like the worst example I could give, but I, it's still an example. <laughs> well, let me ask you. Let me ask you guys this, uh, pertaining to the guys again, Kim. Now you have an action movie. You guys obviously love action movies, which is cool. Now you got an action movie with a female starring it. Are you going to go see that one over a male action star movie? If it's good, be honest. Be yeah, honest. absolutely. I don't if mind the female action star at all. I mean, I enjoyed Tomb Raider. I enjoyed um, Captain Marvel. Uh, Wonder mm -hmm. Woman was good. Um, mm -hmm. If it has something that I want to see, you know, as far as action or if she's really funny. Then uh, it doesn't matter. It's yeah, I love Melissa, McCar yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Bridesmaid was a great movie. That was a great movie. So, yeah, that was funny. See, I've, I've got to disagree with you on that. I think Melissa McCarthy was one of the major reasons Ghostbusters re uh, 2016 failed. <laughs> oh no, we're talking about bridesmaids. You see her in bridesmaids? No, I can't stand her. I couldn't stand her since <laughs> oh. that TV show that she was on with uh, with the heavy set um, guy. I can't remember the, the I think name. It was one called Identity Theft. That was that was pretty funny. Yeah, I saw that uh, Tammy. She was in. I didn't care for that. I didn't think she did yeah. all that. Yeah, I didn't think that yeah. was. You know, I thought she was overblown at that point. I was like, well, I saw this one. The bridesmaids and she got such accolade she was funny and then everything else i've ever seen her in just was shit to be quite honest yeah i, mean, I, I, that good. I think you that know. narrative changed a long time ago uh I, I don't i don't think guys really care as long as the movie is good especially when it comes to action movies i right. don't think most guys care well, I, especially I the, the, the the two the two biggest I think and and I'll, I'll put this to you guys too I think the two biggest franchises that you could really put a female in a lead, and still draw a target male audience if that's what you're looking for, uh, I mean they've been doing it forever in horror. Most right. horror movies you watch, the, the the main protagonist is a female anyway. Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. mm -hmm. Resident Evil, most mm. of the Friday the Thirteenth. I yeah. mean, yeah. Mm. You name name your name your mainstay horror movie, and nine times out of ten, it's the female who beats the the the, the villain. Yeah. You know, but uh, no, sci-fi yeah. sci-fi. If you want proof of that, besides Ray from the most recent Star Wars movies, look at Captain uh, Captain Janeway from Star Trek Voyager. She's one of the most beloved characters in Star Trek. She is the best. Mm. I loved her. I loved her as because she didn't take any. <laughs> taking shit from anybody <laughs> she really didn't and trust um, me star trek did not lose male viewership for having a female captain no my my <laughs> son who's third he'll be he just turned 31 my son and my if he asks him what his favorite captain he'll always say it's between janeway and, and picard because but janeway always kicks butt because they she's she is she was always you know she would she'd be go to war faster than anybody else you know so it's still Kirk for me, but yeah, you know. Me too. Well, I, me well, too. I, still I've Kirk always for me loved too. Captain Kirk because you know it's always so Kirk for me too. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Michael? You've been quiet. Well, I was just thinking. Uh, I was really into Picard, uh, but I but I love Janeway as well. Um, so, you know, I, I just love all the Star Trek series. I, I binge them every once in a while. I'll go through them, and uh, the last time I did it, I did it backwards with uh, the the newest to the oldest, but. Uh, I was never really into the original Star Trek, uh, I guess because of the visually it wasn't as stunning as the, the rest of them. But So I'm sorry about that. But <laughs> uh, Right. Yeah. You know, Kirk is still pretty cool. But. Yeah, he's still got the films, the six films. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, most definitely. Oh, my gosh. When I was a, oh my gosh. When I was a kid, I 
I would. I actually told Samirlin Gigliotti on my interview with her because we were talking about uh, uh, binge watching sci-fi. I said, "Oh my gosh!" So, you know, you go to school and the teacher's like, "Oh, what did you learn yesterday?" And I'm like, I raised my hand. I'm like, "Did you know? You know, do you, the Vulcans have to do this for their marriage?" And she's kind of looking at me like, "What the hell are you talking about?" I'm like, <laughs> "I said did I learned something. You know, I learned about you know the marital rituals of a Vulcans." And she's like. What? Like, yeah. I was so embarrassed afterwards. Like, mm. doesn't everybody else think this is important stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Not current events. I didn't look at the news. I was watching Spock, you know, getting married mm. <laughs> or not getting married. I've, I've got a question to propose to the group, uh, kind of on the topic of the reboots that we're talking about, and 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 even even with the uh, the the roles that we're talking about of uh, of bringing in stronger characters into franchises of of different from what they were originally were we had a co topic of conversation a while ago in, in one of the realm of the mist shows uh, about what shows we would love to see return so, uh, sh whether they were shows that like were phenomenal shows that had terrible endings or or shows that like abruptly ended too soon uh, obviously the first one we talked about was firefly um <laughs> they were still calling for season two give us a movie it's not enough um but I, one of the first ones I threw out there, and I think Scott Bakula is still the right age to do this, Quantum Leap. I loved Quantum Leap. Oh Quantum that Leap. was a good show. Oh, that was a good show. Quantum Leap was such a phenomenal show, but they screwed up that ending mm -hmm. so much oh, that I know. it hurt to give me a miniseries or one more season to finally get Sam home. And even more so, have somebody else go through the time portal to mm -hmm. get him. And that yeah. could be a strong female lead. It could be his wife. Make it his wife. Yeah, I loved Quantum you, Leap. You know, or something like that to finally pull him home. Because one of the stupidest things ever was the way they ended that, that series. With black screen and text uh, crawling across the screen talking about, like, uh, this was fixed and that was fixed. But Sam kept leaping and never returned home. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, well, they, they left it open, though. They left it open to come back. Yeah, yeah but they so, never did. But I and I felt like they it's wide it open. Top. He, that show was everybody was watching it. It wasn't like it was a show that's like, oh, it's gone. You know, it was like it was still very much a show people were watching. That's what I understand why they they stopped doing it. But uh, the the question I wanted to pose to everybody is what what TV shows or even movie would you want to see returned? Mm. You know, uh, whether whether it's revisited or or rebooted, what would you what would you want to see returned? Twilight Zone, but it'll mm. never happen because it'll never be like the Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a CBS series now. Yeah, there is. Twilight Twilight Zone. Zone. Yeah, and I'm sure it's not good. I actually, actually I thought it was pretty I'm good. I'm sure it's not good compared to the originals. Come on. No, Ann's got. It. She's already. She's a critic. She's got it. She's got it. <laughs> now, no. uh, <laughs> go ahead, Kim. No, no, say go ahead, Michael. Uh, I was just going to say that the Black Mirror is really good. If you haven't watched that on, uh, was that on Amazon? I think or Net Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet, but I've heard it's good. Oh man, it is. It's incredible. Oh, so that's kind of along the lines of the Twilight Zone, except it's you know quite. It's not. <laughs> it's I, don't know, it's not. Yeah. I don't know if anybody watched the show. It was one of my favorites, Sliders, and I felt like they really screwed that thing up. I used to love oh, Sliders. Watch I'm trying to think of a show. I'm trying to think of one that. Chris, I you didn't really see like. Sliders? Oh, I saw Sliders. Yeah. I love I, Sliders. I, I never got into it, but I've seen it. Like I, I like when it was on, I would watch it, but I didn't 
I didn't follow it like uh, some other shows. Yeah, I, I did. I liked it a lot. And, uh, and then they just kind of messed it up with the stupid... Oh, that was just horrible. I was like really disappointed. I stopped watching it because I just couldn't keep watching it. Like the first season was really great. Second season was good. And then they just like send it into some abyss that I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with it. Well, speaking of abyss, the one that I was going to choose for, for my own question was Sequest. Mm, yeah, uh, that was a good one. <laughs> Bring back Sequest. Make it a whole new crew, but I, I, I have one demand. If you're going to do it and you're going to have a whole new crew, crew like it's just the next generation of Sequest, just make sure there's a Darwin. I want a do- talking dolphin. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> I have a few shows that come to mind for me. Uh, one of them was a show from like 2010 called Lie to Me. It used to come on Fox. It was about a guy who was a deception expert. I remember that one, yeah. You could study your facial expressions and tell when you were lying. And they were hiring him for court cases and things of that nature. I remember that, yeah. That was a very interesting show. Um, I also enjoyed the Terminator, Sarah Connor Connor Chronicles. Um, I think they only had two seasons. And that was pretty good. And ironically, a reboot that I enjoyed was V. The reboot of the 80s. Uh, oh, Alien God, V, remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. see the reboot. The reboot was good? I was, the I remember reboot the was pretty good, in my opinion. It only had one season, I think, and they left you on a, well, maybe two. They left you on a cliffhanger, and I was very disappointed about that. It got canceled. Mm. Well, um, again, you, you bring up a good, very good point. We're talking, we were talking about reboots that are better than the originals. In my opinion, again, being a sci-fi guy, uh, the, the 2000s uh, reboot of Battlestar Galactica, I thought was far superior to the oh, originals. That was. that was really yeah. good. I didn't see. I, I remember the original. I watched the original all the time. I didn't. But th- there you go with another about- strong woman lead too. I, I can't think of the actress's name, but she was you know very powerful. Um, the Starbuck president? who played Starbuck. No, who played Starbuck? Oh, Starbuck. Yeah, they yeah. they they changed Starbuck to a female, and it's one of the few times I wouldn't complain about changing the property because she was a really strong character. But uh, you also got to give it up to James almost as a as a Adama, like he was just phenomenal in that. He's role. just an amazing actor in general. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt anybody. But it was just oh, no, you're when, good. when when V was mentioned about the reboot being better than the original, just for some reason it popped uh, Battlestar Galactica into my head. <laughs> was V the one where uh, the, the uh, aliens came and they're coexisting with uh, the Earth now? And, and the men have the babies. Is that? Um, what was no, that? No, these were... I, I enjoyed that one, but I can't think of what the title was. Oh, what was that was Alienation. Alienation. Yeah. Oh, Alienation was good. That was good. That was good. That yeah. was good. That was because it was yeah. kind of a cop show at the same time with aliens, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, it was just really yeah. good. Yeah. It was a strange. It was a strange mix. It was a good. It was a very very original script. Yeah, something I'm I'm sick of though is the Law and Orders. There's just too oh, many, God. too many Law and Orders. <laughs> I used to love Criminal Intent. That was the one I think I enjoyed the most. Yeah. Uh, it got canceled. What you guys aren't excited about the SVU spinoff where uh, Stabler's coming back? I am. I'm sorry. I am. Cause I love Stabler. <laughs> I, well, I just, I yeah, I like him. He's nice. Let's just put it that way. I, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't mind hanging out with him. There are too many spinoffs for me. I can't keep. I up. know, but mine are all old. I think I'm older than you guys. On the on the theme of you guys talking about like uh, V and and uh, 
uh, Twilight Zone rebooted, I wouldn't or or returning. I wouldn't mind seeing Tales from the Dark Side. Return. <gasps> oh, yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Or they, Tales from the Crypt was Tales good too. Crypt, yeah, yeah was good. that was good too. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't as much into Tales of the Crypt as I, I, the, the the Tales from the Dark Side. I just remember that one episode. It was a Christmas episode where it was this creature, if you said its name, you had to tell its full story before it showed up and like killed your family. Oh yeah, I remember. And I, I remember, I was a young kid when that episode came out. So it's like, it, it's very vague, but I just remember these really cheesy white arms with uh, red and, and blue veins reaching in and grabbing the brain, uh, the heads of mom and dad and like suck their souls out, you know, through the windows and shit like that. <laughs> that just, you know, the kids are watching in horror as this happens and the family's dead and they're like what was that it was no 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 don't say its name it wasn't santa claus like i'll never forget that <laughs> you know as much as i was a kid it's like god i wouldn't mind seeing that show come back <laughs> yeah amazing stories was pretty good too if you remember that was still- i was gonna say amazing stories or ripley's believe it or not they're bringing back lot, amazing stories if I'm not a mistaken. lot has happened since those have been on yeah. well hasn't jonathan frank's been doing ripley's believe it or not now Riker is it been out there doing i don't know I, I think he has been I mean, not a Ripley's, but I meant more of an amazing story. So, like, that. right? Yeah, yeah. You know, in that vein. You know what I mean? So, I wouldn't mind that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's, there's, there's as much as we were, to, you know, back on on the original question. As much as like we don't want to see reboots, and uh, Hollywood does need to start coming up with some more original ideas. We we have not had like anything that was really a wow factor as far as movies like film is concerned. TV shows, we've had Game of Thrones, we've had uh, Walking Dead and Sons of Anarchy and and stuff. We've had things that have really wowed us TV wise, but movies not so much because it's it, it's all been done before. Yeah, you know, but it's not to say there isn't room for reboots, reimaginings, or continuations. You know, as as we just discussed, things we would like yeah, to see it, return. It's hard to be original. You know. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the networks like Netflix and uh, Prime, uh, Amazon, and things like that have really brought out quality movies and and uh, TV shows. Sure. Uh, yeah, they have. Because you just look yeah. at those and you kind of compare them to what the networks, the three networks, were doing. And they're Netflix and HBO and Showtime. They're just like, you know, hundreds of miles beyond what the networks could ever do. Well, one of the things, one of the things they were uh, Hulu, Netflix and, and all were, were able to show was something that we knew for the longest time. But for some reason, the networks couldn't get it through their head is people were sick of reality TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't want to see another road rules. We didn't want to see another survivor. We wanted to see the return of perfect strangers. We wanted a good old fashioned sitcom or, sitcom. or, or thriller or, or something like that. We wanted something that we used to stay home on a Friday night to see. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I don't like right. the cool kids. Yeah. No, and that's cool true because, like and, them. and they, they can't make stuff for, today's generation because they're all out we're the ones who are home so make it for us <laughs> yeah it's like that you can't make stuff for today's generation you got to make it for the generation that grew up on tv and, and everything put those shows back on but i mean I there there is room for both i mean i i hate using this because i'm not a personal fan of this one but it was intelligently enough to uh created uh 
spinoff to to bring not only the old generation that loved the original TV show together, but bring together you know a new fan base. Fuller House. Mm-hmm. It I was, missed that. Yeah, I, I, I was not a big fan <laughs> of it myself. I, I didn't mm-hmm. care for the writing, but they were smart enough to bring enough of the old to make the original peop- fr- fans of Full House want to come back and see the Tanner family again, as mm-hmm. it is now. But it was right. new and original enough that it brought in new fan base. Right, right. I, I missed think, it. I, I actually I, missed it. I, yeah. I think that's where Netflix gets it right and Hulu. When they have their original movies, they focus on the actors. Mm-hmm. You know, you're saying, okay, this particular actor, I like this actor, so I'm going to watch this movie. Whereas the silver screen, they're so focused on movies being a blockbuster event that it's really not about the actors. When I was growing mm-hmm. up, if you told me Eddie Murphy or Bruce Willis or Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to be in a movie, I didn't care what the movie was. I went to see it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I enjoyed right. the actor. Now I go see right. the Avengers or, you know, Jurassic Park because it's an event more so than the actors. Half the time I don't remember who played it. Well, that's right. part of the thing too. Because if you remember back in the day, it would be like, like you said, you'd hear the headliner. You knew who was in that movie. Now, I don't know about you guys. I'm even getting old. Sometimes I have to look and say, who was in that movie? Because you know, I have to mm-hmm. look it up on, online. Oh, I have to go, have to, go to the you know the page and say, well, who was that cast? Because they don't make a big deal about the cast. And and again, they're, not, they're, draw, they're drawing in the event and the CGI. They're not drawing in that I want to go see this particular actor. Well, I, it, could also, it could also be a loss of good actors. We don't have good actors anymore where we are, are flaunting over them like we used to. You know? that's, that's where They're I was going to go. They're that, all gone. That, that, that's where I was going to go. Is a lot of today's actors, and I'm sorry if I'm going to hurt some people's they, feelings they in this suck. now. <laughs> but it's not that they suck. It's, that it's their prima donnas who, who right. think they're more than they are. I think the right. last There's living... No appeal. I think the last living true movie star, and this is a personal opinion. You can you can argue the point all you want. It, it's not it, it's not something that's like, you know, in a graph or data somewhere. So don't take it as Bible truth. My personal opinion: the last true living movie star is Harrison Ford. Yeah, I was going to say Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood is another one too. Yeah, but these mm-hmm. are but these, but these are movie stars. They're ones when you like when they open a scene, you're 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 riveted. They're in a, they're, you, they take over the whole movie. Right. It's, but those, these actors, they got you to do that. These actors today don't get you to do that. You no, don't feel that way towards them. Like you did just, with these. No, I agree. And I think it's because, yeah. like you said, they're, they're, they're entitled, or at least I think they are. Right. They, right. you know, they didn't have to, you know, I don't know what it is, but I, I just, and I think they're relying too much on the CGI and, and all that stuff that they don't think yes. they have to act. Yes. There's mm-hmm. so much about tech now that um, mm-hmm. you're more or less in love with what you're seeing visually and what you're hearing audio wise more right. so than what's going on on the screen. I mean, when I think about Sean Connery playing James Bond back mm-hmm. in the day, mm-hmm. I mean, it was all about the aura of Sean Connery playing that role. Right. And right. I mean, you, you don't get that. <laughs> Right. Well, Sean well, Connery carried ball. Bond. Like you, you think right. about you he think about the, the old ball. Bonds. Like we could talk, we could have a whole conversation about Bond. You look at you look at all the films, and you look at the ones with Daniel Craig or or uh, Timothy Dalton or uh, Pierce Brosnan. Which I think, as a as a side uh, little note, I think Pierce was <laughs> the second best Bond next to Connery. 
personal opinion. But Connery was the Bond. And the greatest thing about Sean, Sean Connery's Bond was the fact that he didn't have the, the CGI. He didn't have the glitz and glamour. In fact, most of the, of the, of the effects in the films were pretty hokey. Mm-hmm. But it was his personality that sold right. the movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, most definitely. His persona, his acting, everything yeah. about it. He, he, he was James Bond. He, right. He, you know, you know. It wasn't director Michael Bay spending billions of dollars on explosions or, you know, cars that transform or anything. It was mm-hmm. right. all, <laughs> all about you the didn't, You didn't need it. You didn't need it. Right. Okay, gang, we're, we're uh, heading up to about an hour now, so I think it's time to wrap up. Uh, why don't uh, we go down the line and everybody tell us where you're from. I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana. Christopher, how about you? Uh, I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but most of the members of Realm of the Mist come from everywhere from Canada to damn near the border of Mexico. We're all over. <laughs> okay, Joanne, where are you from? Clifton, New Jersey. And Kim? I'm Clearwater, Florida. And Quincy? I am in Jackson, Mississippi. So um, there we go. Me- but not having the accent. I think the South is <laughs> How was everybody's weather today? Curious. How was everybody's weather today? It was beautiful in Louisiana. Yeah. How about here. you guys? Florida. Florida was. Uh, I think we're at eighty. Nice sunshine. Wow. It's 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 been nice, and we had rain on Friday, but since then it's been beautiful. It, it's been rainy here, and I'm pretty sure you guys have seen the same over in Jersey. Yeah, that's how you say it's not helping the situation, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, does anybody want to plug their upcoming episode that's coming out? Maybe they want to give us a preview. I want to. I want to give I a. Don't... I want to give a heads up real quick. I want to give a heads up real quick to Quincy because out of all of us talking about where we're from and and how great it is to to be from where we're from. Quincy's the only one who has like you know the man in black singing a song about where he's from. <laughs> <laughs> so you listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Tell tell them about your show. Oh me, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Wednesday the 29th we have Norman Fox from the Rob Roy's great band from the 50s, and uh, Henry Gross. You remember Henry Gross? He sang. I don't know if you guys remember <clears throat> Shannon, the song about the dog dying. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'd sing it for you, but I'm really rough. <laughs> like a dog. Shannon is gone on her. She's drifting <laughs> out to sea. I can't. I'm sorry. That was beautiful. <laughs> it's been a rough day. It's been a rough day. But yeah, no, that's. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. And uh, next month is looking really good. I can't wait for next month. So nice. that's on a applause radio show, guys. Check it out. All right, Kim, what do you have coming up? Well, I've been busy doing interviews, and the next one that, be, that I will be uh, giving to you and Chris is going to be the Larry Hankin interview. And I'm actually pretty excited about this one because, you know, here's Larry Hankin who talks about all these different things that he's done. But when him and I started talking, Michael happened to be eavesdropping because he was my helping me produce it. We talked about dinosaurs, and uh, I don't know, we had a rant about all kinds of stuff. So it was nothing like anybody's ever really talked to Larry Hankin. We hardly even talked about any of his work we ended up talking about his thoughts on human the human sapien the hope of homo sapiens right <laughs> and the human beings so it was actually very interesting so i'm looking yeah, he's a really to great it. guy we, yeah we just i just i just talked to him now what eight, at 7 30 tonight yeah he's he great show. nice yeah. guy yeah we had a rant I like him he's funny yeah okay quincy what do you have coming up 
And uh, let's see, I have an interview with Scott Schwartz, um, the child actor from The Toy and A Christmas Story. He played. He was flicked. The guy that licked the, the, the flagpole and got his tongue stuck. Tongue stuck, yeah. Um, I also have a, a live call-in show reviewing the NFL draft that's going on tomorrow. And this weekend, I'm speaking to a young lady named Gunnar Matheson from Dallas, Texas, and she is a clothing or wardrobe coach. So that's nice. kind of what that I have going fun. on. Okay, I've got a podcast coming out on the 3rd, Sunday the 3rd of May, uh, and it's with Neil Gordon, a, a, a novelist. Uh, it's sure to be interesting. So, All right, gang, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Well, to, wait, 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 wait. Okay. I got some stuff coming up. Sorry. Okay, you already went. Go ahead. Well, no, the, the last uh, realm, uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall episode was uh, Sean Kanan, uh, who is right now working on a, a, a uh, a small show on Amazon Prime uh, dealing with uh, drama within a soap opera show but he was most notably known for being the bully in the Karate Kid 3 so it's definitely an interesting interview he's a fun guy to talk to cool. uh, also after I get done on here I am hijacking Press A Gaming and myself and Yui Blackwings are going to be reviewing the uh, PS4 title Final Fantasy 7 Remake. We both beat the game and we're going to be sitting down talking about it. And also, as of today, released on our Anchor.fm uh, channel, which I'm going to give you the link to our website where you can download it free. I have re officially released the second single to the solo album I've been working on entitled uh, the, the, the album is entitled Forgotten, but the single released is uh, After All This Time. So, guys, check it out. You can find it to download at Realm of the Mist, E-N-T-E dot Wixsite.com slash Realm of the Mist Ent slash copy of Christopher Stolle 1. Cool. cool. All right. Uh, Chris, Congratulations. I got to ask you, Chris, where do you find the time to live? <laughs> you are so busy. What is up? I I sleep about an hour a day. <laughs> Damn. Damn. My God. What are you, I, I've learned to be Batman. I mean, where you got this, where's this energy coming from? My goodness. I want to thank Juan Valdez. <laughs> I, I have him around too. <laughs> you are amazing. Showing show our age there again. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm no spring chicken. It's just I, with the, the honestly, what's making it a lot easier. I hate to say this, but it's a blessing in disguise. It's the COVID nineteen with being right being out of work. I've got extra time to work on stuff. So things are coming out a lot faster than they would have been for the album and honestly just more time for editing and getting people's stuff together <laughs> great well we appreciate you chris thank you all right gang so, yeah okay everybody say bye bye bye, The Coast to Coast Power Hour is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more information.